I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Release the Kraken. <laughs> Tom Jones, the Seattle Kraken. They have made their expansion draft actually in the process of it, even as we do this podcast. Which, and by the have- way, stop, just let me stop you right, right out of the gate. Yeah. Can the NHL screw this up any more than they did? <laughs> I mean, they have a made-for-TV special, made-for-television special. ESPN, who hasn't had the NHL in like a zillion years, right, since the Lightning won their first cup. It's the last right. time I think they had the, the TV rights. You're right. And their first big deal back into, the, into covering the National Hockey League, they had this expansion draft. And all the picks we knew them before the draft started, we found out in the afternoon because – Apparently, they had to turn their list in a thousand hours before the show started. And of course, you guys, when I say you, I mean re- reporters like you, Rick Strahd, you know, guys are getting it's like the NFL draft. They, we find out before they're before the who the draft picks are. So I don't the, the NHL could not have screwed this up anymore. I, I had no interest in this show once I knew who was being taken. Dumb. Yeah, that's not that's not good for intrigue. And I don't I don't know what what the whole plan was but they didn't do their uh, broadcast partners any favor unless they wanted to televise this at like i don't know noon um well, so how about turn into the list at why why do they have to have the list at 10 a.m like, they why, didn't how about you just do it live yeah why not you know do it live I mean? or turn it in you know 20 minutes beforehand or whatever like do it live they looked basically the nfl draft is live of for course the most it is part. yeah you know? it is. i mean, I mean there's a little a there's a few minute lag i mean you'll see Certain people maybe tweet something out, but if you're not on Twitter, you're getting it in, in you know, within a few minutes' time. Like, I'm not um, going to go on Twitter. If I'm watching the NFL draft and I'm super into the NFL draft, or if I'm super into this NHL expansion draft, I can, if it's on now and I don't know the picks yet, I can avoid I Twitter. I, I, I won't look at Twitter. Yeah. I'm not going to avoid Twitter all day long and not right. see, like, the, right. unless you, I'm not, unless you mute it somehow, but. Well, yeah. I, I, I just the, the news is out. People are going to call you. First of all, I got two upset little girls in this house right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they are not in a good place. This is not good. They're Lightning fans, and ever since the uh, the list came out of unprotected players, um, you know they they have their favorites, obviously. But I they they I mean universally, and I. I'm not surprised by this. I think it's the right pick if you're the Seattle Kraken. So yeah, tell them who they who they took. Yanni Gord, Yanni, Yanni Gord. Gord, who is <sighs> correct me if I'm wrong, Tom Jones. This guy is the energy. This guy is the the plug that never gets kicked out of the wall. This guy is the guy who, you know, from uh, every inch of the ice, um, bleeds out there, puts his body out there, won't back down from anybody, no matter how big they are. You know, he is the guy that snarls and smiles. Sandpaper. And he's a sandpaper he's guy. sandpaper guy. He's more than a sandpaper guy. He's he's one of their stars. I mean, I think I don't think it's a, a it's far fetched to say that Yanni Gord was a star on the two time defending champion hockey NHL hockey champions Stanley Cup champions. I mean, 
Yanni Gord? I know. Look, they were going to lose somebody. That's the bottom line. Like, it, no matter which way Seattle went, Ouch, the babe. you're going to. I know, but like, okay, the other options were you would hate to have lost Alex Kalorn in this situation because Kalorn's a. a, a top I'd have been better player. with Kalorn. Really? I think so. Um, for multiple reasons. Look, I think Kalorn is a key piece, but he's he's getting a little bit older. Um. He does. I, I'm not minimizing what he has done for this hockey team. He costs a lot of money. Uh, they have a salary cap issue on this on this hockey. I'm team. I'm sure it wouldn't have broken Gord, their heart to lose. Gord him. costs more than Kalorn. Does he at right. this point? Yeah. Does he? Gord is, Gord's five point one million for four more years. Kalorn is four point four five mil. For and not for that that long. Uh, right? For th- oh, hold on, let me double check before I speak out of turn. Uh, two more years. Okay. So and then the other different and you mentioned it, Rick. As far as you know. Uh, you know, Yanni Gord is twenty nine. I want to say. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be. He'll be thirty this upcoming season. Right. Um, whereas I think Alex Kalorn's about to turn thirty two. He's thirty one. Yeah, he'll be thirty two. Yeah, he'll be thirty two. Like next, I think by the start of training camp or sometime during training camp, he turns thirty two. Look, you, whoever you lost, Kalorn would have been a, a gut punch loss. Even a guy like Cal Foot, if they had lost Cal Foot, you would have felt like, that's a first round pick. Yeah, that guy's going to be. Part it of is your a first round pick. Well, you hope he's going to be, but have you seen? Did name the plays Cal Foot has made in the I last? I know, but I mean, like, let's. I think we get spoiled, and if you remember, even even Victor Hedman his first couple of years, defense is a tough position to to just jump right in and be effective right away. It, it, well, and they protected. They protected defense. Look, they they protected their defense. That's that's what this was about, and that's how Yanni Gord was exposed. Yeah, you were is, either going to if you because the the option was. You could have exposed Eric Chernak. That would have been the. Yeah. That likely would have been the guy you would have exposed. Probably yes. If you in in order to to uh, to yeah if, to protect protect Yanni Gord. else yeah yeah or Alex Kalorn whoever or Kalorn they, would have, or someone, they yeah. would have chosen else yeah so right. I mean Chernak was a guy that and boy if you'd have told me two years ago that you're going to get to the expansion draft and Eric Chernak's going to be a guy you really don't want to lose, um, I would have been surprised by that. Look, well, Ryan season- McDonough, Ryan McDonough is the guy that they decided to protect here as as a defenseman, and I can't blame him. Look, that guy was unbelievable in the postseason this year. Right, maybe one of their MVPs, but he was terrific. So it, it's interesting how they do it, Tom. And you've been around hockey for a while. These two teams, look, there's a reason Las Vegas made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year. Yeah, these are, these are good hockey players that are out there. That they're well, and the thing that that I mean, I feel bad a little bit for Seattle because I don't think Seattle's. You know, I looked at the list. I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as Vegas was, and their and their goaltending wasn't. I don't think it's going to be as good as Vegas was. When well, they, they passed work. on Carey Price, right? Which, ulti- yeah, boy, what a, I think what a job that snow job that Montreal pulled there too. And I mean, they they get Price to waive his now how they worked it out. They get they get Price to waive his no trade. Right, uh, so they can expose them. But apparently, just for the expansion draft, the no trade kicks back in if Seattle would have taken if, them. If they'd have taken, now yeah. they're stuck with them, and all of a sudden now, apparently the guy can't walk. You know, from what we hear, <laughs> and now now that he now that he's not taken, I think he's going to miraculously be okay. Yeah, again. he is. So I mean, I think they floated these rumors like, oh, he's not hurt. He's got well, leg problems. Kind of like, like Kalorn going on podcast talking about how. How severe his injury was. Did you was. see that? Holy, I, I read the story in the Times by Mary uh, Fiello, and I guess she he was on that she was he was on that podcast, uh, Spit and Chicklets, where he was talking. 
even he said like that was the dumbest thing I ever did. What was I trying to do? Like <laughs> trying to play with a rod in my leg and it was a great name for a podcast, by the way. Spitting Spit chicklets. chicklets. Oh yeah, yeah I no, love it's, it. and it's a good podcast too. Um, but uh, look, at the end of the day, they were going to lose somebody pretty good, and Yanni no, Gore just happened to be I the know. guy. He's, just... He was he was fourth on the team in scoring this past season. He's a, he's a pretty consistent. He scored seventeen this year in fifty some games. He you know he's he's basically a twenty to twenty five goal guy, which is nothing to sneeze at. But look, Rick, they need to get rid of salary too. I mean, they were there. Yeah, there was going to be a salary issue. Well, there's a reason those guys were out there. I mean, there's a right. reason why you know they had to dump. They had to get rid of some. And but getting back to the the Seattle, like I don't think Seattle's going to be as good. I think Vegas kind of has has ruined it <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> you know, because yeah, because and I don't think Seattle's building itself to be a team that's. Um, you know that's going to be a contender right away. They look like they're going to be patient. They're building from the back end. Their, their defense, I think, is better than up front. But now, Rick, it's tough, man. You lose guys in the expect. Yanni Gord's a big deal around here. You hate to lose anybody. And it feels like uh, it's already starting. It's already starting to break up the band a little bit. You know, they yeah. may lose. You know, Goudreau's gone. Blake, you know, that whole line may be gone Blake before Coleman, this whole yeah. thing's over. Blake I mean, Coleman may leave. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. I right. mean, now but, you now, you know. But, but you, let me do ask you like you this. Braden Point? Do you like Braden Point though? Do you like Braden Point? Oh, you love the core. Come on, let's be honest. I know, but I'm saying like Braden. Yeah, you losing Yanni Gord now means you might be able to to, to sign Braden. But that's your intention now is to sign Braden Point at some point. Absolutely. So yeah, I no, mean, I, I you hate to lose it's these the business guys, of but, hockey. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you this: So who who now steps up in 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 his in his position? Um, who who replaces Yanni Gord? I guess I would say in, in, on this hockey team. I mean, what you know, I, I don't think that you know Ross Colton's a guy that's going to score a ton of goals for you. Um, yeah. Not not the not at the pace that that Yanni Gord scored, but I mean, he's a guy that that you hope. And now, not just at the center position, but I mean, you got some guys who you know Matthew Joseph will be hopefully called upon to do a little bit more. Um, look, you you know you're pretty set at center though. I, I mean, you know you got. Um, and you got Braden Point at center. You got Anthony Sorelli at center. Sorelli, yeah. I mean, so basically, like you're basically replacing your third line center, even though he scores at a better than a third line type guy, Yanni Gord. Like I said, I think he was fourth on the team in scoring this year, and and maybe yeah. tied for tied for second or third in goals. So, um, and it's not just the goals. I think what, what you know, the thing, the Yanni, like I said, the energy, his, his ability to get to you know to to do sort of the, the like you said, the gritty work, the sandpaper, the, you know. That guy that was always willing to mix it up, that just went 100 miles an hour on every oh, shift, yeah. you know, is just he he's such a uh, such an energy. I think all teams need that guy, right? Um, everybody he's needs good, that de- like a decent faceoff guy, not like a right, like a super faceoff guy. He's like, but just under 50 percent, which is I mean, you're gonna have to replace those somewhere, you know. Right, second power play line, um, I believe. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, although most of his goals came at. Even strength, I think. Last no, you hit it on the head, Rick. You you just can't look at his numbers and and show what he's worth to this team. I mean, there's right. there's more to Yanni Gord than that. He's he's an agitator. He's he's yeah, got, you know he's got a little skin. Brad Marchand in him. You know, a little yeah. you know getting guys' faces a little bit and just draws it's just penalties. annoying. Yeah, draws just a penalties. Past. You know, and a, and a hard player and a, and a guy that I I know he's loved in the locker room. I covered him a little bit. Uh, I know he's well liked in the locker room. Um, yeah, it stinks, no doubt about it, and and a fan favorite around here. But um, but you're gonna lose, you gotta lose somebody, and unfortunately, that was the guy they lost. Yeah. Well, like I said, the Lightning, uh, 
you know, cue cue the uh, Celine Dion "My Heart Will Go On" music <laughs> when you when you play the highlight films <laughs> of Yanni sure. Gord. But, but and, you know, and he is a fan favorite. I mean, there are guys. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, you you mentioned your your two girls. I mean, I they're not alone in town. They're like, crushed. That, the only thing that would have been worse for my oldest uh, uh, daughter would have been if Ross Colton had gone, only because she thinks he's hotter. But that's that's another conversation between dad and and little girl that we have to have. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, reality sucks sometimes, but that's that's just the way it goes. And, and the lightning it shows you sort of how next year will be such a different season, right? I mean, and and yet uh, one that you would have all the expectations that they're going to be contenders again for the Stanley Cup just because their core is so good, you know? Yeah, they, they, and look, you look back, like we look back at some of those teams that went, you know, went to the cup final against Chicago and then went to the conference finals the next couple of years. And they had some guys on those teams where you look back and you're like, oh, like when Brian Boyle left. Remember, we, everybody was mm, devastated when Brian Boyle left. And yeah, he was, I remember. He was, a, I mean, I, Yanni Gord's a bit of a better goal scorer than Brian Boyle, but he was one of those guys too, like a glue guy and a guy yeah, that, you know, that loved. The people like re, yeah really loved them and you're like how are they ever going to re- replace him and it's I mean every year you have to go through these changes and some made an argument and I and I actually give will give credit to not only Steve Eisman but particularly Julian Breezeball where you know there was a moment there Rick particularly after the Columbus series where you started thinking like maybe they should start breaking this thing up you know maybe they really need to shake it up and make some big time moves. maybe I mean well, yeah that yeah. was all the discussion I mean and, they. Maybe John Cooper needed a new address, you know. Right, right, and then and oh, but along the way, you know, you have guys like um, that you lose. I remember that guy, Valtteri Filippo was a guy that I thought, wow, right. it's going to be tough to replace him. Ryan Callahan, he eventually got hurt yeah. and he couldn't play. Anton Strawman, how do you not Marty resign Saint Anton Strawman? Louis. I mean, these you know these are guys, you know, some of those guys though that we mentioned were were on the team that went to the Cup final, yeah. and. Um, and they're not here anymore. And and, but it is to make room for the Braden points and the, um, you know, Anthony Sorelli's and people like that. And and so, yeah, Palat was another guy they could have lost. Which I'm Palat. Yeah, there was. I some, think I that mean, would have been a gut punch loss too. Yeah, you got. I mean, somebody had to go, and then somebody was. And I I think if you're Seattle, you got the right guy. I I just think that, you know, if you're trying to build something, um, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna move up. Probably to the second line, I would think, or, or yeah, he's he'll be on the higher. top. He's a top six forward for them, yeah. I believe. And, so and, I mean, I you know, I, I think that'll that'll be somebody they'll build around, and and it sets the tone for their players, right? Like this is how you do it. This is how hard you play. This is what we're about. So he's a he's a good example for everybody. But yeah, happy trails. Beloved player will always be liked, uh, mm-hmm. if not yeah. loved. Loved here in Tampa Bay. And, um, and I like happens. when those guys come back, and I, and I think I think Yachty Gert will be one of those guys. Where the first time he comes back to Amelie and there'll be this little, you know, they made a little video yeah. thing. Yeah, it'll yeah. all be great. And then the next thing, you know, he's going to be hand, you know, face washing hand somebody face with a sm- smelly glove, like putting this in <laughs> in uh, in Kucherov's face or Braden Point. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> I hated that guy. I hated Yanni Gord. I hate that guy. He's a dirty player. I'm glad we got rid of him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Like fans root for the, the front of the jersey, not the back. So. Um, Ultimately, that's true, yeah. That's the way it goes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, tonight, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tommy, they're going to uh, receive their Super Bowl 55 championship rings. Have you this, seen them yet? I have not. Um, maybe by the time this podcast airs, I will have uh, sure. we'll, more on that later. But um, they've, they've kept it very quiet. Um, the players, I think Levante David had some input. He has seen it. Uh, Bruce Arians told me he doesn't want to see it until they put it on his finger. He wants it to remain a surprise. Uh, you know, it's interesting. They, they, uh, there, there was a lot of input obviously about these things in, in, you know, rings are, I mean, you know, they're, if you see one, it's, it's they're pretty impressive. They get bigger and bigger each year. By I the know way. every year, right? Go but back thing, and look at the list of like the first couple. Yeah, everyone's trying to to top the next yeah. guy, and pretty soon it looks like a brass knuckle that you're wearing. But <laughs> um, at the end of the day, they I guess among other things, uh, they made Darcy Glazer Katzowitz. This is this was sort of I don't know bequeathed to her. I mean, it's it, you know I've heard some comments, and this might sound I don't know sexist, but it's like you know, Devin White said, well, you know. You're talking about, you know, bling and who would know it better than Darcy and, you know, women really know their jewelry and he said stuff like that. But um, but but she she had a big input. I know Jason Light was dealing with it some and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get to see them and, and publish them and all of that. Um, I would say this, that, uh, you know, and I haven't seen I don't know the elements that in each ring they design is done so uh you know, with with a purpose and representation in mind of what the elements are. What seems to be common about NFL rings is that as an organization, as you win Lombardi trophies, they stack up on the ring. In other words, they're on the face of the ring. So the the Ray, the, the Bucks, not the Rays, the Bucks had had one Lombardi trophy on their Super Bowl thirty six ring on the face of it encrusted in diamonds. I would think there would be two. On this yeah one. right. Yeah, I would think you'd keep track with your with your Super Bowl rings that there will be two Lombardis on the face. Um, that would surprise me if there wasn't. It's not. You know, it could be a logo. I mean, the teams have done that as well. Um, Bucks flag or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. How yeah, it's and, and the number fifty five. You would you would assume. Yeah, would be you on would there. think Super Bowl fifty five is on there. Maybe something about Raymond James Stadium since it was one in their home stadium, the first team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. You might see. Some maybe like a, of that. like a swab, like one of those COVID swabs, you know, like <laughs> all in diamonds or something like that. Right. Just to remind you of what you went right. through to, to each win that player's thing. face will be on the side with a big swab up their nose. Yeah. And, and a, a mask this, or, a mask, a, ma- yeah, or face, a mask over yeah. their face. Yeah. And a diamond encrusted mask will be replicated on the side of the ring with the player's face. You know what's um, funny, Rick? I saw a tweet from somebody the other day, and I can't. I wish I could remember who it was, but but it was basically um, the the Bucks closed the book on the 2020 season, like Thursday night when they when they get their rings, and that's like that sort of that signifies yes. the end of the season. Yeah. and I guess Arians has talked about that. Right? Arians like, has talked about it. Yeah, he wants them to go to bed. They want wants them to go to, put it to sleep, put, put it to bed, right? Literally Thursday night, and then wake up Friday morning a new team. And I get that, but it doesn't feel like a new team, Rick. It feels like the exact <laughs> same team. But you know and, what he means. I know, I do. I know, I do know what he means. And, I, and yeah. I'm not being critical of him. I'm well, just saying, 22 yeah. starters. Look, this this hasn't happened since 1977 when the Raiders did it. 
in in the salary cap era, and we you know we were talking about hockey, right? Like you have a salary cap that you know years ago a hockey team could be together. What you know. The Canadians or somebody won five in a row, right? I mean, they're like Four way back row, in the yeah. day. Well, I remember the Steelers. There was a Steeler team that won the Super Bowl back in one of those 70 Steelers. Yeah. They didn't have a guy on the roster who had ever played for another organization. Think about that. That's incredible. <sighs> That's unbelievable. That really had never is. played for another team before. Yeah. They were all either draft picks or free agents signed by the, by the yeah. Steelers. And that's just never going to happen. That's a different era, but, but obviously, it, yeah. But but it it is it is very unusual. Uh, they absolutely push some money down the road. Uh, some guys may have taken a little bit less, like Shaq Barrett, perhaps to stay here. Um, and so they do kind of have the same team. But but you know that every year is different, and you know players rise and fall in this league based on age, production, injury. Um, you got to have guys coming up behind them. Some guys coming back off injury that didn't play last year, like OJ Howard, might factor in this thing. Um, you just don't, you just don't know from year to year. And then the other thing is, Tom, the other teams improve too. You know, not, nobody just sat around and go, well, we couldn't beat the Bucks this year. We'll just load it up and try it again next year. You know, everyone right. is out there saying, what do I need to get over the top? What do we need to beat the Bucks? What do we need to win a Super Bowl? And you saw teams like the Rams go and make the trade for Matthew Stafford and, um, you know, and, and, and everybody else has, has spent the off season, figuring out how they can win their division, how they can win their conference, how they can go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, the Bucks have done things, too, to try to make themselves better. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is it – is it is a nice event. I, I will remember, like, unfortunately, COVID has ruined this as well, from what I understand. So, in 2003, they won the, the Super Bowl 2002 season in January 2003. And of course, that was incredible. You know, at that time they did a boat parade, they parade downtown, all that stuff. And then we got to around August, right before the start of training camp, and they had a big ring ceremony at the old Alicart Pavilion. It's no longer there. I think it's been raised for houses or something like that over off Memorial Highway. Uh, but it was a nice concert, you know, a nice uh, conference center, sort of a banquet hall type thing. And it was black tie. Uh, I remember that. It was very formal. They had us out on a red carpet as media. We didn't wear black tie, but they had us out as media on a red carpet. And, and and what's cool about it, and this was true, this is true of a lot of organizations, Indianapolis being one, I talked to Clyde Christensen, is that they they bring the players and or coaches and or front office people, and it's just there's no kids. It's just them and their wives or spouses or significant others, right? And they have a they have a dinner, they play the highlight film, and then eventually they pass out the little boxes and everybody opens them at one time. And then they brought some players out afterwards after they had received their rings so that we could talk to them, see the rings, photograph them, and then interview them about that moment, right? We weren't allowed in to witness it, but we were able to talk to them about it. Um, no such case. <laughs> no, yeah. no such Shit. opportunity this year. We're not going to be able to see um, their reaction. We're not going to be able to talk to players afterward. In fact, and this is weird, like I don't know exactly how it's going to go because I don't have the protocols, but the NFL and the NFLPA put out protocols Whereby, if you can envision this, it's essentially, first of all, it's, it's outside at the Mid-Florida Amphitheater, okay? Not, not a hotel banquet facility like they wanted, but it's outside, uh, you know, under the roof. And then, if you can ma- imagine the team on one side of this event and the families and significant others on another side. Mm. Like that doesn't sound like. I mean, you think Giselle and Tom aren't going to get together during this event? Yeah, I mean, like, just 
how's this going to work? You know what I mean? I rem- but the only the only money shot I want is Brady with the seven rings. I, oh, yeah. I hope he takes all <laughs> his rings with him and adds the seventh one and holds up the two hands. And um, So if I can see that. That would be awesome. That would be cool. That would look like brass knuckles on him. Yeah. For sure. I mean, imagine that. Seven Super Bowl rings and um, – you know, I think when the one, when the Bucks won when the uh, when the Lightning won their first Stanley Cup back in two thousand four, and obviously the next year was wiped out because of the lockout. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. You didn't know when the season was supposed to start that you were going to lose the whole season. Like they right. didn't. They basically didn't cancel the season until what would have, you know like January or something like that. Um, and I think it got to a point where where they were holding off the ring ceremony because they wanted to do it you know on the ice and have a big thing you know. And I believe they ended up doing it same type of thing, Rick, you know, where they just went to the Marriott Waterside Mm -hmm. and had a banquet room and it was just the players and it was like a lunch. And it was like, you know, here's your ring. All right. Congratulations. See ya. Mm. (laughs) You know, it didn't feel special at all. You know? Yeah. I think this is, this will still feel kind of special, but it won't be. um, And I, and, and really, I think that's a rallying cry for them to come back and do it this year because I, you hope that, you know, even though, Right now it's surging with the variants, but you hope that we get past COVID, the vaccinations work. Um, we're going to have fans in the stands, we think. And, and you know, if they make it to a Super Bowl, they'll get the full press conferences. They'll get a visiting stadium, you know, all of that. They'll be on the big stage again, and their families can can uh, join them and, and enjoy it. And, and I think that's a – I really do think that's one of the driving forces in sort of like the Lightning. I think the Lightning, you know, loved winning the Stanley Cup. But they had to win it in a bubble, and they didn't get to share it with anybody. And I think they really wanted this group to be able to do that. And I think it's similar with the Bucks in, in terms of their drive. Let's wrap it up on this. Uh, some sad news, and there's no other way to say it. Um, Bobby Bowden, the legendary Florida State University head football coach, has, I guess, what's, what's being termed like a, a terminal condition. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not being specific. You know, I think he had COVID not long ago. I believe that's true. And so, you know, for, for people his age. And yeah, he's 92, even, I want to say. Yeah, 92 sounds right. And um, there, there could be some, some residual effects from that, but I don't want to speculate on the specifics because I don't know them. It doesn't matter. He's 92 years old. He's, <laughs> you know, one of the greatest, not just college coaches of all time, but characters uh, in, in college football of all time. And, again, you talk about the word beloved uh, in a lot of places. Um, throughout this country, not just Tallahassee, but, you know, started West Virginia. I mean, there's so many places um, that he's he's had a uh, had a, uh, a footprint in. Y- your thoughts? I mean, it's it's sad news. We're hoping for the best for Bobby. He says he's at peace with this. We don't know. Um, none of us know, for that matter, how imminent this may be. But um, what what's your what's your you have a good story, a good Bobby well, Bowden I, No, story just in that, general. I mean, I think the thing about Bobby, two things about Bobby Bowden. One, I think we all agree. The guy that you saw mm-hmm. on, you know, at the press conferences and that government, that, yeah. you know, that's who he was. I mean, that wasn't uh-huh. an act. He's not a, no. uh-uh. there was nothing pretentious about him. He wasn't fake in any way. And we had him on the radio show a couple of times when, when we were yeah. over uh, doing the radio thing. And he couldn't have been nicer he's a, a just a super guy and a uh, and genuinely loved genuinely loved by by i think everybody in college in college even i think even spurrier you know who had a great rivalry with him deep down really liked bobby bowden <laughs> how the deep other, down <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know deep down if that spurrier likes anybody but well i have to <laughs> <deep> <laughs> 
Priest, use you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, the other thing about Bob is Rick. I mean, just looking at his career and just to talk about how good he was. I mean, that stretch of finishing top five in the country, unbelievable. Was and I can't remember how many how many years in a row it was now, but it was right. I mean, all through the nineties, they were yeah, they were in it. They were national championship contenders each and every, every year. They year. they were they were at what Alabama is now, basically. You know, where well, they were. and if not for a few wide right, right, wide lefts yeah. against Miami, they'd have won a couple more and. You through it all, I you know they you're talking about one of the not only one of the good guys but one of the a coach who built a program out of nothing. Remember, from that's the, state. the greatest thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as he like rolled into Alabama or rolled into no, they didn't a, have a program, an established really. program like Texas. I mean, he no. built it basically up from nothing into yes. one of the powerhouses in the country. And yeah. I dealt with him a couple times. Rick, you probably dealt with him a couple times uh, beyond you know besides from the radio show. And like I said, he just a Super nice guy, and and uh, it's sad to hear one of the truly one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Yeah, and boy, you talk about um, his ability to recruit, right? I mean, some of the great names in college football history, anything from prime time Deion Sanders, but also, and and I've talked to these guys, and I know the impact he had on their lives. But you think about guys like Derek Brooks mm. and Warwick Dunn, right? And 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 what they became as men, forget about football players, what they became as men. And a lot of it because of the guidance of Bobby Bowden. It's just, it's irrefutable. They will tell you that. Um, so his legacy uh, is living and will continue to live well beyond he will. And, and, and it's just, uh, it's remarkable the impact that he's had, um, not just on the Florida State football program, but on, on our community as, at large, because he's such a good guy and, and such a, a leader of men. And so, uh, we wish him well. It's, Rick, it's we talked the other day about uh, Mount Rushmore's of, of coaches you know, oh, in Tampa my, yes. Bay history. Now, if we were doing one for the state of Florida, I don't think there's any doubt Bob would no be on question. that. Yeah. On that Mount Rushmore of coaches in, in the history of the state of Florida. Pro, yeah. Maybe maybe Oregon. one of the most universal, maybe the first one in the state of Florida in college football. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't argue against that. You know? So Who's And really, Jimmy one Johnson of the college, Spurrier, all-time but... college football coaches. I mean, Absolutely. In a, He's in there a, with Bear Bryant. He's yeah, right yeah. there. And he was, you know, there was a time, I remember, you remember there was a time there, I want to say around mid-'80s or whatever, that it looked like he was going to go back to Alabama gonna and go become their Alabama, head coach. Yeah, and, there, yeah. yeah, and he decided to stay at Florida State and then, and then really cranked yeah. it up at FSU. They really got going after that. Yeah, yeah really have. Well, uh, this has been great. We're sorry for all you Yanni Gord fans. Um, look forward to seeing him when the Seattle Kraken come a Kraken. <laughs> that name, it's it's it's, it's a, I, I like their hats. Like there's certain things I like about them, but I know I don't. I'm not sure about the Seattle Kraken. I'm not sure about that name. But yeah, it's. it's I guess of, it's yeah. It's different enough. Sometimes you try to think yourself. How do you feel yeah. about now? I've covered two teams personally yeah. that didn't have plural. You know, as a, the wild as a, and the lightning, the wild and the lightning, and just like the magic and the yeah, it doesn't bother. It used to really bother me, and I'm not sure why, just because I wasn't used to it, I suppose. But now, now I'm okay with it. The singular thing doesn't really get me anymore. Phil Esposito has talked many times about he wanted a nickname without an S at the end. And did, did he give a reason why? Just to be unique? He just he just likes different? it. He just likes it. Yeah. I mean, he wanted he wanted it to be called something like the lightning or you know the wild, and there's others in sports, but. The thing that drove me crazy as a writer, and I used to write it all the time, is I worked for newspapers, by the way, at the St. Pete Times at the time, and the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who treated those teams as if they were singular nicknames. 
So mm. I had I couldn't say the Lightning are two and one in their last three games. It I have to say the Lightning one. is two is. one, and I couldn't say yeah. they. I had to say, say it, right? It. Yeah. And I always thought that I always argued against it. I thought it was I thought it was a I thought it was dumb because you're talking about a collection of players. I felt like it was plural, and I believe now the Tampa Bay Times has after I leave, of course. Changed it, and now it's everything gets better after you leave. I mean, the team started <laughs> <Apparently winning>. so. <laughs> I believe they called that the Tom Jones rule, and then when Tom left, they said no more Tom Jones rules. Yeah, so yeah. now it's easier for everybody. Yes, so. well, that's, that's our goal. Anyway, great talking with you. We'll uh, we'll do it. Let's let's come back tomorrow. I got a little Bucks training camp cranking up. Tom Brady talk with Jim Gray a little bit, and should the Rays make a deal to the deadline? How about Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC? So much more to deal with on Friday. We'll be back. For Tom Jones of the Pointer Institute, follow him on pointer.org. I'm Rick Stroud, along with Steve Burstick. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.